Live from our studios in the nation's capital, your most reliable source for news, national, regional, and the rest of the world. Welcome to Kyrie FM's Major News. Here's your presenter. Good evening, welcome to Kyrie FM's Major News. I'm Priska Julian. Here are the headlines making the major news this evening. In national focus, Marigot Credit Union records a 14% decrease in operational surplus and a $1.5 million project supports agro-processors. In regional news, World Bank warns against one-size-fits-all for Caribbean economic issues. And internationally, Pfizer asks FDA for emergency authorization for its COVID vaccine for kids ages 5 to 11. The details of the news right after the break. Do you listen to Kyrie? Download the Kyrie FM Android app on Google Play Store for 24-7 radio on the go. Visit our website at www.kyriefm.com and stay connected with all your favorite programs. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and never miss a beat on your genuine sound. Kyrie FM. Looking for good eggs? I mean quality fresh eggs straight from the farm? Well, we have exactly what you're looking for. No matter the quantity, we've got the right amount. Visit us at Prince City Downstairs Kyrie FM on Independence Street for your fresh farm eggs or call telephone 448-7331, 448-7330 or 448-8752 and we'll get you your fresh farm eggs. I'm not exaggerating Life is better with a Digicel Prime plan. Turn on your data to stay connected and entertained on the go. Don't stress about Wi-Fi access. Just enjoy more movies on Playgo, more sports on Sportsmax, more radio on Go Loud, and more music on DMusic. No surprise charges, only entertainment. Get a one-day Prime starter data plan for only $3 in the My Digicel app. Digicel, better together. Welcome back. We welcome our listeners on Variety Radio in Antigua and Flow TV Channel 119 in St. Lucia. The Marigot Cooperative Credit Union is reporting a decrease in its operational surplus by 14% when compared to 2019. Facing loan delinquency as a consequence of the COVID-19 pandemic, the credit union's president, Valentin Telemac, says members have been affected by loss of jobs which in turn has resulted in lack of loan payments. At the end of 2020, Valerie says the credit union's income was $3,391,641. The society's gross income was $3,391,641. And expenditures total $2 million. $450,277, resulting in a surplus before appropriation of $941,364. In comparison to last year, last year we had a surplus of $1,098,009. This year, our further, I mean, for the 2020, Fiscal year, 
our surplus went down by 14%, down by $156,000, thereabouts. The credit union was still, or the credit union was still battling with the high delinquency rates at the end of December 2020. We, we call on members to honor their commitments to the institution. He says prevention and mitigation against the spread of the virus is becoming an expensive and increasing burden on the society. Every time we have to close, it affects the service that we can provide to our members. It also affects us financially and it's, it's gradually decreased productivity. Uh, as president, it's my opinion that we financial institutions have to take a closer look as to how we react to COVID-19 and as to how do we really deal with it because it appears that COVID-19 is going to be with us for some time mm -hmm. and we now have to, I think, go back to the joint board and do some balancing between mitigation, prevention, and being able to have some form of sustainable uh, presence when it comes to serving. President of the Marigot Cooperative Credit Union, Valentin Telemac. Telemac was a guest on the Cooperative Voice hosted by the Dominica Cooperative Society League. A snail considered a scavenger and a threat to the agriculture and tourism industries have been discovered on island. The Plant Protection and Quarantine Services Unit has confirmed the presence of the giant African snail in the Jimit area. Plant Protection Officer Nelson Lavell says his team has been conducting further investigations in the situation. We have since activated our response systems and by which we have doing surveillance in the area to discover population dynamics as well as baiting exercises. Uh, those in the Jimit area would notice our officers doing some baiting during the hours of this morning in Jimit area. The giant African snail is native to East Africa. They spread across the world through deliberate introduction, illegal trade and contaminated material. They can be found on plants and trees, under rocks and logs, in decaying vegetation and in moist and cool areas. Lavil is appealing to the Jimit community to help his team keep an eye out for the snail. Next week, we will be doing an, out, an outreach session where we intend to um, distribute some public awareness material so persons could assist us in, in um, doing surveillance in Jimit area. Um, as you know, Jimit is a is a residential area and so we would ask the support of the Jimit residents to to do some surveillance with us um, through nocturnals or even checking in their yards and, and uh, around their their vegetable plots and so forth to see whether the giant African still is present if it is present please call us at 266-3802 266-3803 um, or email us at agriquarantine at gmail.com. Plant Protection Officer Nelson Laville. In addition to here, the giant African snail has also been discovered in Guadeloupe, Martinique, St. Lucia, Barbados, Antigua, and Trinidad. 
Agri-processors of cassava, bay oil and tolima will soon have complete facilities to allow them to produce in keeping with international food safety standards. These agro-processors are receiving the support to renovate their processing facilities through a $1.5 million project. Coordinator of the Modernization of Traditional Crops Project, Miranda Laura Stevenson, says among the goals is to provide a safe place for these agro-processors to enhance their trade. We're looking at all the traditional crops that, are, that have value addition, for which it's an economic driver in the clusters where you, you find the processing happening. I think, for instance, in Pititsuf, where you have a high concentration of bee oil farmers there, and a lot of it, um, the bee oil is some, one of their main activities in Kuru, Mokutran, so deeper, where you have a high concentration of cassava farmers, where they do farming as one of their main commodity or main farming activity. And then Kalibishi, you have um, a, a new set of farmers who have interest in cassava, who's planting cassava. And in, and in the Kalinago space now, it's more of a traditional food, sharing your cultural heritage for food. So where you have more of the traditional bread and a combination of, of different products derived from the cassava. Stevenson says the Ministry of Blue and Green Economy, Agriculture and National Food Security has funded 98% of the project. At Post Maria, all the structures, all the processing facilities were damaged. And the initial investment to get the facilities up and going was a little high for the individual farmers. So the ministry had to come in to assist to at least get the structures back up so then you can have the processing happening. The ministry also intends to give the facility owners um, equipment, um, but we had to wait until the structures will finish because we don't have storage space to store the equipment. So we had to wait until the structures are finished for us to be able to equip them. So we, <clears throat> so far we have done six no, five cassava facilities, four, one in Deeper, two in the Kalinago area, one in Atkinson, and one in Kalibishi. We've also done the rehab- rehabilitation of the Toloma facility as well in Thales. Coordinator of the Modernization of Traditional Crops Project, Miranda Laura Stevenson. Additional rural communities are receiving fixed internet connection through the intervention of the National Telecommunications Regulatory Commission. NTRC Executive Director Craig Nesty says the implementation of a community Wi-Fi project in Grandfall is ongoing, while many other areas under half a million East Coast project have internet access. In terms of the communities that we've um, addressed, it's Penville, Grand Four, River Siric, Monjon, Bagatelle, Forsage Asto, Daly, Sansover, Good Hope, Whitaker, and Pilsufrail. That project was finished sometime in April or May of 2021, and we're also waiting on flow to provide an update of the penetration rate. As of June 23rd, the penetration rate was about 28%. So 28% of the homes passed had connected to the service.
Nesta says the Universal Service Fund financed the East Coast project and the Internet Society supporting the Grand Four project. The East Coast project that I mentioned with all these communities, that's half a million dollars. Apart from that, there were community Wi-Fi projects in different areas. So first for Anzime and Soldat, Ben, for example, that project was about fifty to sixty thousand dollars BC. In Penville, it was about seventy thousand dollars BC. And the Kainago Territory, we're, we're about two hundred thousand dollars BC right now. In Grand Four, we also have a project going on in Grand Four, but it's being funded by the Internet Society, and that project is funded to the tune of about thirty thousand US. Um, so that project is still being implemented. The NTRC is playing a pivotal role in the implementation of the community Wi-Fi in that, pro in that location as well, but um, it's being funded entirely by the Internet Society. And a number of initiatives taking the form of public education are being planned for Breast Cancer Awareness Month observed in October every year. President of the Dominica Cancer Society, Yvonne Alexander, says... These initiatives will replace one of the highlights of the months of activities, the Walk for Cancer Care. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the advice of the Ministry of Health, we have had to postpone this year's activity. However, we can't postpone Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's observed globally during the month of October. And so, um, in order to still to still highlight this month, we are engaging or embarking on a number of public awareness and educational programs. Most of it would be via um, some of the information we have posted on Facebook, some of the information that we share with our various support groups via chats, and also various radio programs we are using the opportunity to remind the public that breast cancer is still one of the leading cancers affecting individuals in Dominica. And it does not just affect women. Here in Dominica, we have had a few incidents of men being diagnosed with breast cancer. The public can also have access to discounted breast screening during the month of October at Medica's Diagnostic, a partner of the society. Persons are also encouraged to self-examine during this month. And now news from the region. Just 37% of people in Latin America and the Caribbean have been fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Almost half the rate of Canada as emerging economies struggle to access the life-saving shots. Officials from the World Health Organization's regional branch for the Americas said on Wednesday, an overall lack of vaccine availability is a main factor restricting immunization rates. In both regions, Pan American Health Organization Director Dr. Carissa Etienne said at a briefing, disparities in vaccine distribution are especially stark in Jamaica, Nicaragua and Haiti, Etienne said. Less than 10% of the population has received a full series of COVID doses. Canada, Chile and Uruguay have each fully vaccinated over 70% of the population against COVID. While nations including Argentina, Ecuador, Panama and the U.S. report vaccination rates of 50% or more, according to World in Data, which compiles vaccination figures from official public reports. 
But at least 10 countries across Latin America and the Caribbean have vaccinated less than 25% of the population, including Guatemala, Venezuela, and Honduras. Current estimates indicate Haiti has fully immunized less than 1% of its population. And in international news, Pfizer and BioNTech announced Thursday that they had submitted an emergency request to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to for authorization of the company's two-dose COVID-19 vaccine in children ages 5 to 11. An FDA advisory committee plans to meet to discuss authorization on October 26. Pfizer and BioNTech's COVID vaccine would be the first authorized for use in children under 12 in the United States. The company said last month that the vaccine was safe in children 5 to 11 and showed a robust antibody response based on data collected in a trial that included more than 2,000 children. During the trial, children were given two smaller doses than those given to people who are 12 and older. Pfizer and BioNTech said the shots produced antibody responses and side effects that were comparable to those seen in a similar study of people 16 to 25 who received the full dose of the vaccine. Pfizer first applied for emergency use authorization for its vaccine for adults last November. The FDA in August granted full approval to the vaccine for people ages 16 and older, becoming the first vaccine against the coronavirus to pass this final regulatory hurdle. The vaccine is currently given to 12 to 15-year-olds under the FDA's emergency use authorization. You've just heard the national, regional and international news. Here's a recap of the headlines. In national focus, Marigat Credit Union records a 14% decrease in operational surplus and a $1.5 million project supports agro-processors. Originally, World Bank warns against one-size-fits-all for Caribbean economic issues. And in international news, Pfizer asks FDA for emergency authorization for its COVID vaccine for kids ages 5 to 11. And those were the major news headlines this evening. Catch Kyrie News on the go 24 hours a day on www.kyriefm.com. Also like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash kyriefm. Or follow us on Twitter at kyriefm dominica. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Prisco Julian. Good evening. Life is better with a Digicel Prime plan. Turn on your data to stay connected and entertained on the go. Don't stress about Wi-Fi access. Just enjoy more movies on Playgo, more sports on Sportsmax, more radio on Go Loud, and more music on DMusic. No surprise charges, only entertainment. Get a one-day Prime starter data plan for only $3 in the My Digicel app. Digicel, better together. Do you listen to Kyrie? Download the Kyrie FM Android app on Google Play Store for 24-7 radio on the go. Visit our website at www.kyriefm.com and stay connected with all your favorite programs. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and never miss a beat on your genuine sound. Kyrie FM. You looking for good eggs? I mean quality fresh eggs straight from the farm? Well, we have exactly what you're looking for, no matter the quantity. We've got the right amount. Visit us at Prince City Downstairs Kyrie FM on Independence Street. 
for your fresh farm eggs or call telephone 448-7331-448-7330 or 448-8752 and we'll get you your fresh farm eggs. I'm not exaggerating. Download our app on Google Play Store and catch Carry FM on the go 24 hours a day. Missed any one of our newest packages or favorite radio shows? Then check out our podcast available on our website at www.carryfm.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all updates as it happens. We remain committed to serving you the best news, music, and entertainment right here on your genuine sound, Kyrie FM. Kyrie FM.